2: Well, hello and welcome to the 213th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Whoops,
1: Minneapolis, Minnesota still.
3: (laughs) I was was a little worried. This is Matt in Minneapolis. You're sitting right next to
4: me. I didn't know where I was for a
3: second.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts.
4: And Abby in Aspen, Colorado.
2: Oh,
3: beautiful Aspen. That must be lovely this time of year. Yeah.
2: What what are you doing in Aspen? Are you at the the global security festival thing that was taken over? Did you guess no? Okay, sorry.
4: No, no, I'm here like purely to uh do ride bys of Lance's podcast van.
3: Oh god. Is that where he's doing it from? From his Aspen home that he didn't yep. make with ill gotten gains at all?
1: Yep. <laughs> Keep an eye on the competition. That is uh, the sign of a true professional.
4: Yeah, don't worry, guys. I know where he is.
3: All (laughs) right, that's good. Have you cut the power cord or something? No, but I was
4: I was thinking about just bursting in yesterday when they were recording (laughs) and (laughs) making him listen to the recording of Tom's proper name pronunciation.
1: Uh, That would be be good
2: if there's anywhere that they should come for that expert pronunciations, it's here on the slow ride podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so much to talk about. Abby stoked that you're here. We've got Jiro. We have um, a ton of women cycling to talk about and how it can be improved. Mm-hmm. We've got um, Schwamigan training. We've got some great emails. Uh, anything else that, that you're going to be wanting to hit little guy?
3: I have a very small client story for later.
2: Okay. Super small one. Um, we can talk, you know, trek just recently debuted another paint scheme very oh, similar to another uh klein so i didn't
3: see that very, very i've cool. been in the kitchen all day making potato salad so. yeah
2: okay uh spencer uh anything that you want to add to the agenda before we get this show on the road
1: oh uh, i think our agenda is packed it is uh it is you know Would we are s- overflowing with excitement about the tour and everything else so uh
2: would you say it's shoulder to shoulder on the slopes of Alpe d'Huez oh, with 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 road flares blocking the way so you can't even see where you're going? Oh, watch out. Police motorcycle completely stalled in front of you because of idiot fans. Did,
3: wait? I didn't think it I thought on closer inspection it wasn't a police motorcycle. No, his handlebar got
4: caught on uh, somebody's camera strap.
2: Yeah. You know, the last time that happened, someone went on to win a stage. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That yeah. somebody has a podcast that Abby is gonna go um, on. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about on the Tourmalet when the little, with the little French boy wrapped his musette bag around Lance's handlebars in what was quite possibly my favorite one second of a Tour de France ever to watch him crash in such a way.
4: What year and was then that?
2: 2005? Two, three, four, no, three, three. Okay. Three. And then he- <gasps> Cat
4: in the background,
2: sorry. Got on his bike, he got on his bike and just crushed it to uh, win the stage. But the question, Spencer, Roadside's uh-huh. fans at the Tour de France, they take out our one of our favorites, Vincenzo Nibali, and yep. now he's gone. And he got up and almost won the stage. Well, kind of.
3: He's 13 seconds now. On
2: a, yeah, but still, with like a fractured vertebra, not too bad. Yeah. And he would have won stage 16 tomorrow. Well, oh, I think that's sure. the
3: big loss is this third week. I mean, Nibali doesn't really come into his own until the 3rd week he was just lying in wait till now
2: so what do we need to do about the roadside fans at the Opto West do we just need to fence it off from the bottom all the way to the top
4: but it was barricaded there were barricades yeah. and they were all seeming on the wrong side of the barricades like if you, there was yeah. a video somebody posted from like behind the barricades of Nebulous crash and like literally there were fences and people were yeah. just on the wrong side yeah. of them so that made the road even smaller.
2: Behind the Barricades no, video podcast could be really good um, where it focuses on our attempt to become better fans in professional cycling. Um,
4: <laughs> well, I don't know I've, if those I've people are the... even fans.
2: Maybe this Behind the Barriers reference just wasn't as good yeah, as yeah, I yeah. thought it was. It um, <laughs> was pretty bad. Anyways, so the Behind the Barricades. So you don't think they're fans,
4: Abby? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but like, what kind of cycling fan goes and camps four days on a mountain and then the race finally comes through and they, like, take out the riders? Like, so I can't remember who posted this tweet, but I'm assuming it was Chad Haga because he's hilarious. About, like, some cycling fans, you are hiking up, like, going up a mountain, spending four nights on the side of a mountain, and then, like, when the race comes, you're looking at the helicopter and taking selfies. So they're yeah, not yeah. even paying attention. Like yeah. they just want to get true. on TV. Do they actually? But not
2: like a? But it's like a party, right? Like yeah. I guess I don't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of thirsty fans up there trying to, mm. you know, do whatever they can to get on the TV. I guess I don't. Like the the camera strap I, uh, incident to me seemed a little like that's just some shitty luck. Like they were probably too close taking the photo. They were definitely. But at one time there was a. <laughs> one time there's a police officer that got creamed in the Tour de France finish because he was taken the photo I mean a very famous crime. Oh, Yeah, that's so yeah but- my point is, is that like this has happened for the longest time right like yeah. a- I'm not saying that they're they could probably do a better job of telling the security guards and police like hey get them on the other side of the barricade well like I- that's on the police it's not really the fans are gonna be dumb they've been yeah. up there for four days drinking a lot of beer mm-hmm. yeah like well, stop alcohol sales after well, that, or yeah, something exactly. you know but well, I, I agree Abby like I they're gonna have that. If they're
3: going to have barricades, then they should be on the other side of the barricades. Like, right. obviously, the parts of the, they can't barricade the whole route for the whole race. But if there's a it's part there with barricades, things. at least enforce that part. Otherwise, you're right. Like, the road's more narrow and it's even, it's an even bigger problem than it would have been otherwise. So
1: I have a, I have a feeling, uh, you know, if we continue to have fans uh, like that, um, you know, I mean, running aside the race is annoying as it is but of actually affecting the race with whether it's flares or camera straps or whatever i could see them you know like this is a big money operation this is a huge deal like nabali's team put a lot of money into nabali doing well at the tour and now and he's they're not talking
4: there. about suing the aso <laughs> they probably
1: them. should not, but i could see the aso closing down these like just closing the roads you know to no fans allowed kind of thing right up until the 4k to go or whatever they do start having like actual barriers and stuff. Um, and they can police it a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Which like, how
4: bad would that actually be? Because honestly, it's better to watch on TV anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it is. Yeah.
3: But it wouldn't, looks terrible. When,
2: wouldn't the answer be, um, similar to like, I always liked how the Juro does it right. They just hire like the entire national guard to go, Shoulder to shoulder, arms linked up the Monte Zoltecon. Um, they did it uh, this year. Um, thank you. And uh, <laughs> oh, you know, don't that don't know wrong, right. yeah. that sounds wrong, Abby. Yeah, sounds wrong. I think that you know that that could be the way to do it. Uh, or um, I guess I running alongside the fans. Look, like when I got into the sport of cycling, I saw it on TV. It looked cool, and then I ran alongside run, riders going up the Stillwater Crit, and then about. Um, Two years later, I realized that that was just kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it took like an education from longtime fans to be like, "Hey, that's the way it needs to be." And I don't, you know, part of the best part of cycling as as a fan is how close you get to the the riders. Um, yeah. I understand that that can be difficult, and kind of at times. I mean, we're seeing Chris Froome getting practically assaulted by people, and I think that that's ridiculous. Um, spit on and things like that. That seems to have happened even. Back to when um, Lance was riding, right? He always complained about it. I remember yeah. one so, year somebody threw tacks asshole, all though.
4: over the road, and some and like everything yeah. got flats.
3: Yeah, so I remember that.
2: Isn't the nature of this of our sport that we are podcasting about is how close you can get to the riders and like yeah. that intimacy? And so sort to of, yeah, put the put the spectators on the other side of the barricade. Don't let them inter in, interfere with the race, but. I mean, it's just kind of shitty luck well, at the same time. It's this isn't
3: something new. I mean, if you look, if you read about like very early, you know, uh, 20th century Tour de France, there's plenty of times, especially when there's a non-French writer suddenly in in the mix, uh, just getting like physically attacked and stuff. So maybe we're in right. a slightly better place. I mean, Merckx got punched, so, you know, but so it's, you it. still you guys an agreement
1: that uh, David Brailsford is correct when he says it's all See, the French's <laughs> fault.
2: <laughs> Segue Sam there, well done because that was where this needs to go next. Is that I love every second that Team Sky is getting booed in the store. <laughs> I am not a fan of spitting on riders, but man, just the chorus of booze going up the mountain, I think is hilarious. Um, because freedom of speech, man, and it has nothing to do with the French just wanting the French teams. But I will say this, Mr. Nationalism in General, <laughs> Mr. Dave B. That yes, I would love a Tour de France with only French-only teams. That would be pretty amazing. Oh, my God. Not French-only oh individuals, but just think if Kofidis, Agri-Tubel made a comeback. Like, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it was just French sponsors. They could still have, like, a international flair, but it was, like, Marc Madiat just nonstop, just <laughs> getting into it with the ASO over ridiculousness. It would be amazing.
4: Uh, how does
2: how does Bresford still have a job?
4: How does he... Like, has he never... Like, taking a class on, re- like, re- public relations?
1: <laughs> I, yeah. You feel like well, you would in the position that he's in. Obviously,
3: yeah. with everything there's been, and now the Moscon thing, like Moscon existing, that team that keeps doubling down on him, and then Brailsford comes out the day after the Moscon just DQ. What
2: happened to Moscon, little guy?
3: Oh, he just punched some dude. Oh, uh, okay. For no, you know... um. And then, and then he again, again, and then he doubles down. I just don't like. How are the higher ups who who fund Sky? Haven't they just called well, the team and been like, "Brailsford, <laughs> you're out," and Moscon, this, you're gone. This we is need... the
2: last hurrah of this team. You know this because Disney just bought. Yeah, century, you've been saying that, but Century Fox, so it's going to be gone. But why? Yeah, but Moscon gets DQ'd. Awesome, should have been DQ'd by never being allowed to race. God. We're not shocked that he did this. No, nobody he's, is. He's a horrible human being. Now, the, but here's the question, though. <laughs> he punched the guy that was on the smallest team, right? The Wanty team? Yeah. Was it Wanty? I think every, it was even smaller. Isn't uh, that well, every? Like, no, it was so
0: like, Fortune it was...
3: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Even smaller
2: than Wanty. Isn't that pretty much every Pro-Am bike race, though? Like, I remember Nature Valley Grand Prix, like, right, some of the small teams. They're not like the Nature Valley, uh, the, the local guys from Flanders trying to get in the United Healthcare Sprint Train. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to be getting some headbutts and some punches out of the way. Well,
3: <laughs> headbutts—that's just part of that's just part of sprinting, but it's a natural part of sprinting. I don't know, Moscon. What the? I just don't even know how to wrap my head around the fact that. Wait, Sky. Pause. Keep
4: my takeaway oh. right now is that it, Team Sky is no longer going to be Team Sky. It's going to be Team Disney, and every time Disney has a new movie coming out, they're going to have special edition kits. That, that would are be cool. Theme to that movie, and it's going to be amazing.
2: That's a wonderful idea. That and is a good can idea. Can you imagine
4: them all in Frozen Two kits?
2: Come on, I'm already imagining them in the same <laughs> boat as me as as the Frozen ride at Epcot.
3: Oh man, Do you do Epcot sort and there's a little Chris Froome on the side.
2: No, the person. It's a Small World, and like, oh yeah. look, it's Garrett Thomas in a yellow jersey <laughs> that he won somehow because Chris Froome was a quality teammate and wasn't going to take it back from him. Could happen. No. Do you guys do you guys think Froome's gonna let Garrett Thomas win this race?
3: I don't think Garrett Thomas actually has the legs. I think he's gonna crack in the third week.
2: Okay, so who's the final podium at this? point? I mean, right? It's between just Froome and Garrett Thomas at this point. Like no one's gonna else is gonna win. No, because Dumoulin's right behind uh, Froome.
1: Yeah, Dumoulin's pretty close. He's right there. He's right there.
2: That's pull pulls Pro Cycling right. and Stats. Then, for uh, who's this other guy from uh, Yellow Lotto? I'm ah. I've seen Roglic before. I'm pretty sure he is a <laughs> ski jumper. Um is there any there's some other guy from uh uh yellow Lotto. Spencer, uh, do you know who that guy is? Who is this guy, Spencer? S-
1: Steven Kreiswig, oh. uh my favorite rider from 3 years ago who <laughs> has let me down every year until I forgot about him and now he's back with a vengeance. Is that
2: the guy that almost won the Giro but rode into a snowbank?
1: That uh, would be the guy. They call him the Snowman.
2: Well,
3: do I'm- they call him <laughs> the
1: Snowman? Please tell me that's true.
2: I
3: think so.
1: Spencer oh, calls I, him the yeah. snowman. In Italian, they call him the snowman. I don't know how to pronounce it, though.
2: Well, Stephen, Stephen Kreuzwick has been tearing it up. Yellow Lotto is looking good. And uh, they've also had their big news because they're taking Vout Van Aert, um in two years. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Yellow Lotto is the team of of uh, hipsters worldwide. So that's exciting. I know. They've so, got
1: all the cyclocross stars. They have Lars Boom as well. So
2: Dumoulin <laughs> also punched somebody. Yeah,
3: also punch somebody.
2: Dumoulin is 11 seconds behind Froome. And uh, Roglic is, what, about a minute 40? So there's your podium is what you guys are thinking. Abby, do you think Garrett Thomas is going to win?
4: Honestly, I really hope he does. I mean, yeah? no, I take that back. Oh. I hope that if Sky <laughs> is to win, that it's Thomas.
2: Really? Sky. Sweet qualifier. I like that. I, I agree with you. I'm in the Abby camp on this.
3: What's your thinking because, on that? It's not Because me. I
4: think that if... <laughs> broom wins the hate is going to continue the boos are going to continue it's just going to keep being like super negative towards sky but if thomas wins like he's a fresh face he's their chance at like a new you know look a new spin he's okay But i feel like he's clean (laughs) well
3: i but i feel like the spin when thomas wins will be like a whole bunch of people going, wait, wasn't this guy a classics rider like two years ago? There's no way he could possibly win. And we'll get into that narrative. Like anytime I feel like a rider is pinned by the cycling media as one kind of rider and then they do anything different, it immediately erupts online of like, well, they're doping. Like I thought they were a sprinter, but they want to stage with a hill. So they're a doper. You know, yeah. it's like.
2: He. I can't. <laughs> well, I-, I guess I'm trying to bury the real lead here and that's that movistar is totally just oh yeah you
3: should bury that because you totally jinxed them.
2: How is Movie Star <laughs> I mean they're still leading the team competition.
3: Yeah that's something but
2: for oh, that's good. But for a while I was like oh the three letter the three the three headed Hydra enough that I picked my entire Velo games team to be movistar Star and T Um yeah that's panned out really well. Yeah it's been really <laughs> bad. Like what's happened to Landa? Like, this is like when Riders left um, Lance Armstrong's team. Remember when uh, Hamilton left and then uh, Leipheimer left? They all like left teams and they just were never good again. I can't put quite put my finger on what's happening here. They were good but, again.
3: Leipheimer was
2: good again. But Landa, man. He's still doping. I thought Landa was going to be awesome. Not so much. Nairo Quintana. Hmm.
3: Nairo, okay. Nairo looks bad. I don't know. Like, Nairo isn't just... Well, Nairo is completely anonymous. Like, at least Land has kind of been there. Chryswick's tried. Bardet and rog- Roglic have tried. But, like, Nairo, I don't even know if he's in the race.
1: I, I, I think, yeah. They have been anonymous for sure. I got to say, Roglic and, uh, and Dumoulin have definitely looked like the cream of the crop outside of Sky, which I did not expect no. at all. Um, I thought Dumoulin would be way, way down the standings after the Giro um yeah this whole tour has been everything's been weird
3: well so that's the one we have those guys like zacharin's been way off what i hoped for and then we've got guys like micah and uh i feel like there's somebody else yates the yates
2: keeps scrolling down to tj yeah yates tj
3: well you know like there's there's a fair number of like credible top 10 guys that are way off the pace but this I want to bring up before we forget. I don't want to forget this. Currently, GVA is in fifteenth place, you guys. Somehow GVA is beating guys like Micah and TJ in GC right now. And so that is very close to sixteenth. I think he's he's got it in the legs just to drop one place in the mountains in the last week in solid sixteenth place to go with that gold helmet he won in nope. Rio.
2: Tomorrow, stage stage sixteen is what it is, downhill finish. But stage seventeen is the one we've been talking about. It's the the short race, right? Sixty eight k, yep, two big climbs. Um, but now that's the one that has the Formula One start. Have they said how they're going to do that, Spencer? At all, like how they're going to stage out um, the start? Because that'd be a great Probably. stage for TJ Van Garderen to go win. But now he's so far down in the in the GC that he might be starting like you know fifteenth row. Yeah, like he's in it, gate three. Is it a pursuit style start? Like no. where they're giving head starts to certain people, or are they just gritting them out?
3: I think it's gridded, but I I don't know. I have no idea. I thought it was gridded. I thought it was just gridded out like to a certain point, and then it's just mass start.
1: I'm sure I could read all about this somewhere, but I'm too much of a millennial to pay any attention to Words. articles longer than hundred and forty <laughs> characters. Um, so I haven't been able to really parse that out, but, uh,
3: Spencer, I don't think you're technically a millennial.
1: I might be
3: (laughs) maybe at heart.
2: You're a millennial. The first time that conversation's ever happened where someone wants to be a millennial. (laughs) Hey, let's um, do a quick little, um, review, uh, as was pointed out by one of our listeners on Twitter, there is the Velo games kind of knockoff, uh, event. It's called the big yellow French race. And someone has basically taken your everyone's teams in our league, added them to a spreadsheet slash website to give you the actual race results through 15 stages at this point using the same calculations. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, shout out to Tim Proctor of Bring on the Cobbles in first place. And then first week All-Stars from the other Ed and Juiced for the top three, um, there's uh, you know Blackout Power presented by Brioso Coffee, Spencer Hackett. For a second, I thought that was Spencer Howe in no, fifth place. Turns be. out it's not. Um, Spencer, I don't see you on here. Um, that's great. And then Little Guy didn't have a team, and no. Tim did a great job as well. Um, oh,
1: last time I checked, him, you were
2: second to last. Wow. I am second to last. And thank okay. God for Hotline Bling Matthews, because the <laughs> Capital City Meets team is not going so hot. Um, let's see what hotline Bling Matthews brought on his team to Oof. save me from the bottom. Uh, wow. Basically, Juran, Quintana, Pozavivo, and Boston Hagen, and Leon Sanchez. So, yeah, well, a tough day for him.
3: Well, he's yeah, three riders that have dropped out, so, and wow, he picked all the GC losers.
2: Well, I'm really stoked that he's in this competition. Um, so, again, uh, and then the quick update on Velo Games. there's been a little press release on his Twitter. It's going to be coming back in... Uh, Another form or so like coming up. So they are gonna uh, basically be more of a season long contest. But Velo Games is still gonna be around, so we'll still be able to run some leagues uh moving forward. But um so yeah, not so good for my Velo Games team, but better than Moscone's tour. Yeah. So anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, did I saw a great tweet uh speaking of Moscow and that was um I don't remember who 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 tweeted it, unfortunately, but uh, somebody said only Team Sky could call for safety for the riders uh, from being hit by fans, and then have one of their riders hit another rider. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good so that point. Was pretty great. Yeah, it's,
4: yeah, it's
2: good.
3: Um, they don't do themselves any favors, dude. So, they?
2: is the final third week of the tour, Abby, going to make up for the first two weeks of the tour?
4: I mean, it, uh, oh. knock on wood. But it can't get worse, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, it can because, like, <laughs> not that many people left to really put up a fight, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, oh. I was riding with my buddy George hincapy today.
3: And... Oh, really? No,
4: are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Man, I'm serious. Uh,
2: oh, was that the thing you were going to drop?
3: Oh my god! That's yeah, a drop.
2: Did you okay. talk to him for us? Oh yeah, You're I right- sat
4: on the front for like an hour with him. Yeah, and we'll, he we'll was saying,
2: No, no, I don't care about his opinions about the tour. I care about <laughs> us and George. Did you mention my name?
4: I tried to get him to do a little soundbite that was like, this is and Gabby. I've never heard of the Slow Ride podcast. <laughs> <but> <laughs> That's perfect. I was, perfect. I was too scared to ask. You uh, too, so you didn't
2: even mention the podcast to him?
4: No, I did.
1: Oh, he knows. Yeah. He knows all about it. Yeah, so what did he say? Is he going to come uh, on the show?
4: No, he started talking to somebody else, like, right when I mentioned it.
1: Uh, <laughs> sweet. Classic sweet George. Did, Classic George. He right did, there, like, yeah. a
3: hand signal, which is his, his secret, like, get me out of here signal yeah, yeah. to somebody. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Stuck at a He's party. right in between. in.
0: in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I'm a little disappointed, but I do appreciate you trying. Now we can hear about George's opinions. Yeah, I was what? hoping he would share them on the podcast next week.
4: Well, but he hasn't you responded never know. to my I'm, text messages. I'll probably ride with him again. And like Aspen's pretty small.
2: Oh, so yeah. uh, you hear that, Tim? Oh, yes. Um What's what time it? are you gonna ride? I, I I can get your plane out of here tomorrow. <laughs> like, who are you, George? I'm Tim, nice to meet you.
4: I don't know, his podcast uh podcast work is pretty filled up now that he's on Lance's podcast every day
2: oh Mm -hmm. god that's gotta be all right what were his opinions about the tour
4: he said that um there's pretty much three bunches of people left there's the gc riders the sprinters who are only sticking in there for the champs Elysees, and then there's wait no he said there's the gc riders the guys who will who are capable of getting in the breakaway and then everyone who just wants to make it to the finish
3: yeah
1: yeah so
3: it's a lot of those at this point
4: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah there's like so, not many people left for like, you know, would you shaking mind, things up. Would you mind asking
2: George how he feels about Adam Hansen in that awesome streak that he had on doing all the grand tours for so many years in a row versus just George doing the tour um, sure. one, once a year? I'm just curious, as like, <laughs> is he jealous of the cobbler? Does he have any um, you know regrets that he wasn't doing all the grand tours? Because I think he would have been awesome in all of them.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like him. I
3: make clothes. How come no one ever gave me a good nickname? Yeah. Is, Dude, let me just
4: text him right now.
2: Is his na- nickname <laughs> on the ride "Gorgeous George"? Like, do other people call him "Gorgeous George," or is that just our kind of?
3: Is that just the three of the three of us? <laughs> that might just be the
4: three of you. Oh, yeah, we always ones.
3: called him that. I feel like from when we first started watching cycling, that was just what we call them. And for a while, I've said it to other people outside of this this little circle here, and they're like, "Who?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> so how would you um, classify Tom's then in the tour right now to be the individual that can go to the break or is he just looking to make it to the finish? Because he's had a pretty good first two weeks.
4: Yeah. He um, he said to me, not yesterday, but the day before, babe, I think I'm actually getting tired. I got annoyed <laughs> at someone today. So I think actually- that... The- <laughs> the oh, I hope race it was might be gone. wearing down on him <laughs> but um when he got in the break yesterday he said that it wasn't that hard and i watched from the beginning yesterday because i knew he was gonna try so i woke up at 5 a.m to watch from the very beginning and it looked so hard yeah. to get in yeah, the break
3: no, it never looks like, easy to get yeah
4: it was
2: insane now <sighs> now this is inside baseball but you know Tom, like Tom's, plan moving forward, did it have anything to do with getting in the, the King of the Mountain jersey? I mean, that's got to be one of the coolest things oh, that's no happened way. so far, right? Like,
4: you can't—he'll never take it back. He's like ninety
2: points
4: away, no, no, no. I'm not
2: saying to to win it overall in the finish, but to be able to wear it—I mean, that has to be one of the coolest things as a professional racer, right?
4: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't think that he had even thought about it, but he, okay, but that stage. Uh, he thought that it would be a stage where the break would stay away and the direct energy guys were being, um, a little bit obnoxious with their tactics and thus the break did not stay away. So I think he took the points Jersey just to spite them. Uh, nice. And now <laughs> it's a good way
2: to spite him. Now, when he was in yeah. the polka dot, did he have the polka dot helmet and like socks? Like what was his getup? Like, how was it decided? I'm trying to no. remember.
4: He pretty much just
2: had the jersey. Okay, were you disappointed in that from watching? Did you want him to go full chicken pox? Uh <laughs> like, I feel like this is something that that you think about. Like, he like had if I ever super win the cool green bike. Jersey, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he did it. The
4: bike that they literally yeah. just—it looked like that. You know those little dots they have, like at the art, art supply store. Like it looked like they just bought a bunch of sheets of red <laughs> dots and stickered them yeah. all over his bike. Like they had a video of a guy doing that, and I was watching the video and I was like, man, it's gonna suck when you're not in that jersey anymore, and he's gotta <laughs> take all those stickers off,
3: <laughs> clean out the yeah. glue.
4: so you should so really that's how keep they did it. it.
2: So he had dots on his stickers, or bike. sorry, dots on his bike. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. days was he in the polka dot?
4: Three. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I think s- five, six, Oh five. Wow. Five.
2: Does do you know does he get to keep now five jerseys? Like these are the he things I want to
4: know. He has a total of ten jerseys because he has five podium jerseys, the long oh, yeah. sleeve, and then they he gets a new jersey jersey every day. Oh, that's so cool. he has and he five riding jerseys. Yeah. I think he's given away already eight of them.
2: Oh no, no, Because that's
4: just Tom's. So he He doesn't hold on to things. Okay. I'd rather give them to people.
2: Um. Now, it's clearly he was in the polka dot jersey f- because of a motor in his bike. I saw yeah. a gif from one angle that lasted about a second, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tweeted about it. <laughs> and boy, did everyone just agree with me. <laughs> Help me out here, Abby. I'm really like, this isn't my feeling. I'm just trying to be the uh, the, the fall guy here.
4: God, it's such a such subject, though. Oh, okay. Well, just because it was like, this guy is having like, he it's his first Tour de France. Like, no offense yeah. to people who watch Tour California and are fans of him, but pretty much the whole cycling world has no idea who he is. And yeah. except for in America. And so all of a sudden he's stepping onto the scene and all of these people are finding out who he is. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he's got a motor in his bike. And like what should be an incredible thing like this, he's the first Latvian ever in the world, in the history of cycling to wear any Jersey at any grand tour.
3: Yeah. Cool. I didn't know it was at any grand tour. That's cool.
4: At any grand tour. He's the first Latvian to wear any Jersey at any grand tour. And everyone's like, he's got a motor in his bike. And I asked him about I didn't ask him about it for a couple of days. I let it sit because I was like, I just won't mention it. And then finally, I was like, hey, babe, I'm really sorry about this whole like motor in your bike thing. And he was like, I'm sad. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart just shattered.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, OK. I mean, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. We talked about it. At, at yeah. I do think that, it. you know, it, it'd be a shame to have you not on the podcast and not to talk about the ridiculous nature of this. Because uh, you know him uh, better than us, but a, a lot of the people that were coming to his defense was not just based on, you know, the fact that there's no chance of that. It was also the fact of Tom's character, right? Like, like yeah. that was what you saw. Like, no, you don't understand, Tom's. Like, there's a that's just ridiculous. And what the worst part was is that they had the video of him clearly putting on his chain that was on one of the Velon cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, so there was clear, overwhelming evidence. And people were still like that. Those are the fans that deserve to be punched by Moscone, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Right?
4: Set Moscone oh, loose maybe on those we could guys. Give Moscon but, a but new those
2: job. But, like, I don't, those aren't the people, those armchair cowboys aren't the ones that are on the side of the road on the West for four days because they're getting, I guess that's where the difference, like, those fans are by the quote unquote fans are the real harm to the sport more so than someone that's just drinking a lot trying to get on the camera, in my opinion. But
4: I agree. You know, I agree. I just, I,
2: like, they're, I can deal really with frustrated
4: the me. fans on the side of the road, but I can't deal with the Twitter people who were tweeting at him. And like, I couldn't go on Twitter for like three days. Cause I just got so mad. No, well, it's take, oh, it was brutal.
2: Taking away from I one mean, of the coolest stories of the tour so far. Yeah.
4: yeah. So. And now like first he was only known as the kid who crashed into tour California. And now he's known as the kid who had the motor in his bike at the tour. I think I, yeah. I
2: will say this. I do think that he got pretty, like, once that video came out, it's pretty wide. Like, this is a pretty good example of people eating crow that, you know, <laughs> like the, the Twitter army. I know that they're never going to admit it, but people looked really foolish that were saying these things. And then when that video comes out, that I think most people, you know, every coverage that I've seen on the tour coverage, like NBC, then the commercial free, they've shown that video. Like, they, they're like, yeah. look, here he is putting it on. This whole thing is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we don't need to uh, keep going down that path. But again, I it was stoked to see him in the uh, uh, polka dot jersey. I like to say he's a friend of the podcast because mm-hmm. he's given us his um, a shout out on how to pronounce his name, which well, is Well, he does awesome.
4: listen to every episode. So. Oh,
2: dear God.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, Ben.
2: <laughs> Spencer, can you edit all of this? Just make it one big George Hincappy podcast? Sure. <laughs>
1: I got you, Tim. Don't worry about
4: it. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I... Thanks for coming to his defense. Because,
1: I mean, it it wasn't hard. (laughs) Exactly. We appreciate it. You know, the sentiment we appreciate. But uh, yeah, it's it's not hard.
2: Uh, Wait a second. He has eight, he's given away eight jerseys. He had 10. We did come to his defense. (laughs) You see where I'm going here? Yeah, yeah. What are you going
4: to do? Cut the jersey in three? And send it yeah. to Orlando well, and... Where, well, I get Boston the vest part. And... You
2: guys can have the arm... Like, I'll wear it as a vest.
4: <laughs>
3: I yeah, want the I'll, left just arm. Wear, I'll wear the right arm. That sounds great.
4: Okay, I'll submit you guys for mm. the remaining
2: uh, okay, jerseys. That, that'd be awesome. This is I the... already
4: have I, have... I sent him a text earlier. Ideas for who to give the jerseys to. And then I just listed a bunch of people.
1: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Does he... Uh, he doesn't get, like, one of the lions, does he? The Little stuffed lions no, for that one? only the, yeah, only the only
4: yellow jersey gets that. Mm-hmm. Now, no. who's the
2: sponsor? Okay. It's a it's a supermarket, right? Of the of the polka dot?
3: I have no idea. They're not doing a good job getting it made. No, it's a cheese,
2: isn't it? It's a it? cheese? I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: He didn't right. get, well, maybe he did. I don't know. He All got right. a bunch of trophies. He's like, I don't but, know how I'm going to get these home.
2: Oh, is he bummed Does the team not take him? The team's was like, hey, that's your responsibility. He's got to go down to like the FedEx store to ship him back. Yeah, don't they have
3: like <laughs> a special compartment teams- on the bus for all the prizes yeah. they expected I was to win? Say the
1: t- team's going to be finding those in the bus for months to come. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> awesome. Now, um,
4: he, the only thing he decided he's definitely keeping for himself is the red number.
1: Oh, oh yeah, that's nice. a good one. That's a good point. Because that day
4: he got the most aggressive rider jersey or the most aggressive rider number as well, which he was like double win.
3: Well, and he probably also, did he sure. win the Zwift Rider of the Day Award? I mean, then you just get a screenshot of that.
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I, hope, I hope he did.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, I would give him that every day if I could. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well,
2: cool. <laughs> um, any other tour talk to go?
3: Probably, probably. I. Yeah, it's so be. overwhelming. It's third week. It's. I think it's going to be a good third week.
2: I'm excited. All right, um, Spencer, let's hit the pre-let.
1: Let's go. I'm Joe Dombrowski from Cannondale Draft Pack, and you're listening to the Slow Rod Podcast. But Tim, speaking of the tour, um, have you heard of uh, the Schlecks? Because they've got a brand new coffee blend out that uh, Wide Angle Podium has supported. Oh wait, do I have that right? Hang on, let me read my notes. I
3: think slightly skewed there, but it's definitely got the Schlecks involved, I think. Yeah, the
2: full Schleck, and I'm... I'm pretty sure that the full Schleck is going to be finding its way to Luxembourg to Andy's coffee shop because we're buying him a, a pound of Grimper Brothers coffee.
3: Wait, here's a coffee shop, too. I didn't even know Well, that, it's a bike but...
2: shop, but we know that really means a coffee shop.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to pay the bills.
2: Now, we'd like to thank all of our listeners on Twitter that got us the address to this bike shop so we could send him a pound of full Schleck branded Grimper Brothers coffee. And you go to bit.ly slash WAP beans to find out how to order but you get a pound of coffee 25 bucks not a bad price it's brewed that week and then sent to you by saturday so mm-hmm. you can have it for your uh, your morning ride to watch the yep. tour you can have a uh, you order today you could have it by um elysees <laughs> Champ,
3: i you doing the math and in your head like oh, yeah. oh and then my oh, pronunciation went <laughs> out the window too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Basically, your point is that they they roast every week, so you're gonna get a fresh cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's the idea. Yeah, that's the little idea. guy. You nailed it. Uh, I think you're winning this free lap so far. I feel like um, I am. But yeah, Gripper Brothers stepped up real big. They got in touch with the Wide Angle Podium Network and said, "Hey, we want to." uh, support what you guys are doing. We love all the podcasts on the network and how can we help? And essentially we partnered with them um, and they came up with a great uh, light roast blend for us. We called it the full Schleck and uh, gave it some branding there. Um, But you can find it on their website, grimperbrothers.com or we made a short link for you at bit.ly slash WAP beans. And you can pick that up um 25 bucks like tim said it's it's a good price for the coffee for the quality that it is but also on top of that uh you're actually making a donation to the network because grimper is giving uh half of that money to the network to help us keep the lights on around here so that's huge uh for us so if uh you know this isn't one of those things where they're trying to buy clicks uh for their advertisement this one is a uh you know we don't we don't get anything unless you guys are keeping yourselves caffeinated. So uh, if you could head over there and buy coffee, that would be great. Buy it for your friends. Buy it for your parents. Buy it for your next door neighbors. Um, anybody you know that likes coffee, yeah, they will like this coffee.
3: Buy it for your favorite Grand Tour podiuming uh, brother duo.
1: That's great. That's what we're gonna do.
2: Yeah. Well, just head over to bitly beans to find out more. We'd also like to thank the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network and our um, fellow shows, including Bike Shop CX and Crosshairs Radio. Let's not forget the consummate athlete. Yeah. Um, all great shows on the network. Mm-hmm. So, little guy, do you have any questions for Bike Shop CX?
3: No, I don't. And I don't know if they answer my question because I haven't listened to any podcasts because I was. I was kind of in family mode. For well, the last you were in family days. mode the last
2: few days. Yeah. Where
3: were you those w- last few days? I was in Midland, Michigan. So very close to Alma, to yeah. the world famous Alma GP, which we're, we're hopefully you all are getting tweeting your sixteenth place predictions for the sixteenth stage, so you can win yourself a good time in Alma Grand Prix, uh get there, yeah. uh you get to race, you get a hotel room, you get some brews. It's sandy, so I would say in that area, I'm assuming the race course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say right now, file treads.
2: File treads. All right, that seems to be the, uh, the, the way to go. Um, we do want to. Uh, we did just get a quick uh, email from the promoter of the Alma GP, uh, Brian Hancock, and real quick, he just said, "Hey, I just wanted to give a quick shout out because I was busy putting on this race, and for the first time in the th- three years." And the first time in mountain bike time trial history, I'm sad to report we had to shut down an attempted podium bike at this event that uh, Brian Hancock was putting on. That That is an important thing that I've, I think we've lost focus as we've talked so much about professional bike racing, is that podium bikes do not exist. They no. should not exist. <laughs> Abby, have you ever brought a bike up to the podium when you've won a race? No. Exactly. And you're pro. a professional.
3: That's pro.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: <laughs> Are you going to qualify mm-hmm. it?
4: <laughs> yeah there if you want to race there's pictures of you winning on the bike so why do you need like it's a good point no people don't like usually share podium pictures they share the post up
2: yeah exactly. and the bike's in
4: the photo on how, the, well
2: how do you feel about the walking across the finish line with the bike above your head post up though
4: i'm not gonna lie i picture myself doing that when well, no, let me take that back. I pictured myself doing that when I was like a first year racer and I was racing Philly for the first time ever. But that went Mm -hmm. away real quick when I actually thought about that and I was like, yeah, no.
2: Like when the race started, you were like, eh, that's not gonna happen?
4: Well, yes, but also I was like, I would get made fun of if I did that. I don't think so. I think you would have
2: you won though. I mean I
3: I sort of feel like if you win it doesn't it, matter what stupid it, thing you do because then you can always yeah. just be like, let me just pull up the result sheet here.
2: Well, and then
4: in cross. It's in cross. It's totally cool. Like in cross if you walk if you like hold your bike up against uh, uh, over your head when you win, yeah. then it's like totally fine. But in road, I feel like road it's less less uh acceptable.
3: Just because okay. the clippity clapping in the yeah. shoes and you'll probably fall over?
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get
2: I mean we have a professional bike rider on the podcast here tonight. All right. Abby, when when you're out on your training rides without George Hincappy, um and you're just kind of I mean maybe with just friends, maybe solo, I don't know. Do you practice celebrations? Maybe when you're like have you ridden with Toms and he showed you what he was doing at the Tour of California you're like I don't know what that is? Like
4: Okay. I would like to make this very clear to people listening. <laughs> Tom's post up at the tour of California. He tweeted something afterwards that was like, "I don't know where that came from." And I would just like to say that I have been dancing on my bike for years, so I know exactly where it came from. It came from him riding with me, and li- and I'm always and he's got a boombox on the front of his handlebars, and he's listening to music, and I dance. So that's where that came from. Oh, wow!
2: That's oh my God! Severe. There's so much to break down here. One, you have he has a handle. He has radio on his handlebars when he's out riding.
0: Yeah, he. he He
4: has one of those like round, round things that fits perfectly. He has two straps and he straps it to his handlebars and plays music when he
0: rides Uh, because he doesn't
4: want to ride with headphones because then he can't hear the cars. And also if he's like riding with people, then everyone can enjoy the music.
2: How many people are on ride? Like at what point does he not bring the speaker? Like what are the rules here on the speakers? Is it just like less than five? There's music or is it big group rides? He has it curious.
4: Uh, I've seen him do it with three people and I'm pretty sure he did that team camp. So, okay.
2: Um, Nice. Oh man. So are you taking credit for that victory celebration? Yes. Okay. Clear. (laughs) Um, good to know. Wow. And he's still listening to the podcast. I'm assuming Tom's if, if you need to, I almost
4: hope that he doesn't listen to this episode, but I'm pretty sure he will.
2: Okay. Um, all right. Now, Do you, is that like your victory celebration? So now if you did it, people would be like, well, you're just copying what Tom's is doing. And then that creates, or do you have something else in the, um, in the quiver?
4: I don't really win very often. So if I do win, there's usually a a lot of yelling involved. And I pretty much just put my (laughs) arms like straight up in the air, like a dance pose and just scream.
2: See, I've never won a bike race, but I have about five or six victory celebrations. And I like retire one every year. Like, Oh, that was last (laughs) year's victory celebration. Um, Uh Now, when I win a race, I'm going to do this.
4: But when you actually win a race, it kind of, you're not really like, I don't think I've ever, I definitely have practiced like victory celebrations. And then if you actually win a race, you don't even remember. It's just like, I've only like twice. <laughs> you'd have to practice it and practice it and practice it so it's like second nature, and then you do right. it. Okay,
3: all right, yeah. I didn't know what to do the time I won. All right, this is
2: this is so inspiring.
3: Yeah, um, it's like,
4: what do I do with my hands? Oh. i just put them straight above my head and yeah. wave them around.
2: Super confused. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, no, I just everybody was like that. That victory celebration was amazing, and he's he's incredible. And I was like, I do that all the time. Like I'll just be <laughs> riding, and I'll just be dancing, and people see me doing it all the time, and they're like, that girl's weird. And one time I was riding down Flagstaff, and I was dancing. I was listening to something awesome, and Yanni Brakovic was riding up, and he texted me after the ride and was like, "Were you like super cold or something?" And I was like, "No, I was dancing." <laughs>
2: And there was a time when we were really into Yanni Brockovich. Yeah.
3: Oh man. <laughs>
4: awesome.
3: Yeah. You got
2: his number, that means.
4: Yeah. That clearly... Well, we were teammates. Uh, on well, United Healthcare. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
2: Uh anything else, Spencer, on the pre lap?
1: Uh, yeah, we got to uh, we got to get back into my uh, my nutrition routine, uh, Tim, because uh, I know Schwamigan's coming up, and uh, I know you guys need the updates on uh, how badly you're going to be destroyed, and how shredded I'm getting. Mm-hmm.
3: Are you shredded um, like lettuce
1: yet? Shredded like iceberg lettuce? Yeah, no. Uh, of course, I'm talking about shred science nutrition. Um, uh, it's shredsciencenutrition.com uh, is where you can go to, uh, get yourself shredded, uh, for cross season or, uh, leading into next uh, road season. Most bike racers, as I know, uh, put in a lot of time on the bike, put in a lot of hours in the basement on the trainer. Um, you know, spend a lot of money on carbon doodads and, and whatnots is, and, uh, buy those, um, kind of crazy uh skin suits with the big scoop necks and the zipper up the back like dan martin yeah um (laughs) but then they just completely neglect the uh the the fuel in the tank if you would um and that's where shred science nutrition is going to come in and uh and help you because um getting that dialed is just like it's like fine-tuning your 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 porsche little guy i know i know you know how finicky those engines can be
3: very finicky
1: it's it's important and uh it's been i've been on the plan now this is uh i think i'm on my fifth week or something and uh i gotta report you guys my 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 weight is still coming down and my power is still staying the same which means my uh my power weight ratio is going up
2: Mm, all,
1: okay. right. Yeah. all right, oh, yeah. all right totally I'm the,
3: all right all right totally shake I'm scared
2: um <laughs> so shred science is where you're going to get your help It's basically a, like a macro nutrition uh, plan right it helps you plan it out you get some uh some grading and then uh it ensures that you're eating healthy to maximize all that training that you're doing so you can come to schwamigan and look good while losing to me and. Little guy. <laughs>
1: My podium photos are going to be ripped. I'm going to be, they're going to be incredible. Um, I'm going full schleck from the whistle. It's going to be, it's just going to be glorious. Um, all right. Uh, no, it's, it's been great. Uh, I got my numbers. Uh, you, you, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not too tough to do because, um, you know, you can eat whatever you want. Nothing's, nothing's off yeah. limits. You just got to stay within your margins. So uh it's it's been really easy it's been very helpful um i'm learning a lot and uh, it's definitely something i can keep with me would you i'm I'm super psyched
3: would you call these marginal
2: gains (laughs) wow well done
1: you know i would but i i feel like uh everything else i do is a little more marginal than these gains are gonna be like these these gains these are some sick gains Uh, okay
3: (laughs) all right i'm i'm (laughs) I'm a little I'll admit I'm a little bit scared because I've seen the way Spencer eats in the past and it's pretty crappy sometimes um it's terrible and so there's you know been times when we've ridden on a pretty consistent basis together and we're pretty evenly matched and he eats like crap so
2: it's (laughs) it's definitely uh
3: something he's never tried before
2: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll see how it goes
3: it's
1: true it's true all right it's it's like buying the BMW and then putting the uh, that cheapest gas oh, at yeah, the yeah. gas station in the tank. Like you can't do that. There's stickers all over the gas tank. Like don't do this.
2: So ShredScienceNutrition.com to find out more. Yeah. Alright, let's get back to the show. What up? This is
4: Golem Squinch. And you're listening to this low ride.
2: All right, let's get into why the Tour de France and the ASO um, really screwed the pooch for, I don't know, the 30th year in a row of not supporting women's racing when they, at one time, at the minimum, had a women's Tour de France. So this year, La Corsa happened in the middle of week two in the Alps. It was a great race. It was a great race. From... Can... Can someone explain to me why we're only still doing in 2018 one day of racing at the Tour de France that has minimal
1: coverage?
4: I don't think anyone can. explain Yeah, I was going to you. say I don't think so. Yeah,
1: it's tough to explain, Tim. To All right. Well, so
4: to be f- for to give the ASO a little bit of credit, they did have at least a live stream from start to finish, and it All was right. on NBC Sports, so that yeah. was cool. And they started the men after the women had completed their entire race. So that meant that they there wasn't any like bouncing back and forth coverage. However, they still only had the one stage. And it's like we LaCourse started in, I believe it was 2014, maybe, or 2015 was the first year and it was on the Champs-Élysées and it was like Mm -hmm. really cool because of all the fans and like, like you were saying, like the fans can get super close to the riders and that's what makes it cool. And like, especially on the Champs-Élysées, it's like a giant crit, right? So like, it's really cool to go watch because you see a lot of laps, but there was tons of fans. There was live coverage from the beginning of the whole thing. And it was always assumed that the, that it would grow, that it would like be one. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like four or five years down the line and it's still just one day. And like, now it's not even the last day. It's like did, in the middle.
2: Now, Abby, yeah. uh, remind me at, at one point it did go to like two days, right? Like, wasn't there a weird time trial, like last year, time trial last year?
4: Yeah. Last year it was like basically a, a mass start hill climb followed by a pursuit. So uh, yeah, that weird. was only the top 20.
2: Okay, so it was like kind of that TT that they used to do at Tour of and California, and didn't count.
4: Like they didn't, they weren't technically the same thing. Like if you won LaCourse, course, it was just the, the hill climb, and then the next day was like uh, something completely now,
2: different. Now the La course this year was won by um anamique van van bluten
4: right? Which is insane because actually two days earlier she'd won the Giro by five minutes. Well, four and a half minutes and three stages of the Giro. She won three stages, had one day in between the Giro and the tour in which they had an eight hour drive. So like, congratulations, ASO. (laughs)
0: Like you
4: (laughs) did only one stage and you put it two days after the Giro ended. The biggest women's race on the calendar, like not the biggest, but the longest, like the only grand tour we have they put it like, it was ridiculous. I was like, yeah. do you guys even look at a calendar? Come on. I mean, no, no they
1: didn't. No, or they, they did just <laughs> mess with the Jiro. Yeah, right? I or, feel like that's what they or did. Or they it.
2: did, and they were like, yeah, whatever. We'll see who gets the big rate. Like, they don't care. Right. Like, at some point, yeah. is it, is the ASO doing this because they're almost shamed into it at this point that, oh, wait, why don't we have a race on the last no. day of the tour? Because it makes sense. We already have the entire course closed off by definition. And then oh we're going to add some more stages. I I still can't believe that they couldn't find a way to start adding like a day here and there and at least be up to five or six stages at this point. Like it, it's not it doesn't yeah, seem like rocket science a, to me.
4: If they'd added a day every year since they started, they'd be at like five stages. Yeah, which is still two more than the Tour California, also owned by ASL.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised that just the fact that there there's a bigger women's race but the word Giro in it hasn't hasn't motivated them just to to do something just out of their 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 want to basically run everything in cycling and be the biggest That's, of everything. You know what I mean? What's
2: the <laughs> yeah. um, what's the but, ideal uh, race, in your opinion, um, Abby, for the the tour, a full blown three week tour? Um, is it a, a one week standalone kind of like how the Giro is so it can get more media coverage? Is this is is mirroring it? during the tour uh, putting it into the tour like would that be a detriment to the to highlighting women's racing like what do you think would be the, the to grow the sport to the next level to really get people into it
4: honestly i think that that having the fact that the women's giro rosa is the same as the tour is the same like first week as the first week of the tour really is not good because it means there's no coverage of it at all like yeah. the men yeah. the tour is like mm-hmm. The number one bike race in the world. It's the most covered bike race in the world, and it's definitely the most covered bike race in the U.S. So, like, even if it's not the most covered bike race in the world, it is to us because we're in the U.S. And so, like, they need to have the women's Giro the week after the men's, and they need to have ten a ten day women's Tour de France right after the men's finish. Because think about what you're doing on the Monday after the Champs Elysees in the morning when you wake up and you're drinking your coffee and you're like. The tour is over. I have like a whole month, or month and a half, or however long until the vuelta starts, and I have bike racing to watch again. Like so, teeter, so you sad.
2: So you would like the standalone yeah. to happen after the race? Do yeah,
4: you, I think. Okay, I mean, uh, that would be like in a perfect world because I think like for it to actually happen, it would have to be like alongside the men's. Okay, but I don't know if that's more logistics or like what or what because it's like then you need a whole nother staff to yeah. be at the women's course and like the women's courses can't be the same length that's just ridiculous we don't want we don't want to do 230 kilometer stages oh my god and we barely want to watch it well, but yeah exactly man. there's no place for that in men's racing anymore either
2: yeah. like well so then that leads into the next question though is like the How would you almost like in your situation, let's say that it is, um, going to go 10 days, but it's going to be during the tour and it's going to be for the most part on the same, uh, courses as the men that the problem that I see happening is with the ASO is kind of almost following the lead of the UCI with the world championships where like the world championship organizing body is like, Oh, we're not going to have the, uh, you know, the exact same course as the men's race, um, going over to the women's race because of the, you know, the hill climb ridiculous part of the, that course are they going to do the yeah. same in the tour like they're going to be like oh you're g- we're going to start you um halfway up the Alpe d'Huez because you know like that's where i would have a little bit of uh like i'd be worried yeah. if ASO is forced into it and then they're just like yeah. doing a half ass promotion of it like well, that would it's be the worst thing what they're part. doing
4: right now they're like yeah. forced into it so they're just throwing one day at us oh, it's so
2: ridiculous yeah. but you know if they but can i ha- think
4: like the in a perfect world someone else would own the women's Tour de France. like it would okay. be it would not be called the tour de france like back in the day they had the tour de Lode or whatever and that was like the women's tour de france mm-hmm. and it wasn't an aso yeah and it was great but i think asos proved that they don't care about the women
0: yeah no, because no, I... they
4: haven't they own like you know all these amazing races and they're not doing anything with it and like they it's not like they're short on money they could just like hire a women's specific office for the a, like aso women and have like those people organize the women's races and that doesn't seem like it would be too hard you know but they don't so
1: yeah well, <sighs> what
3: do you what do you <laughs> what what do you think there's any chance that that as the women become more organized union wise, they just say, screw it with the ASO and just say, yeah, you guys aren't doing anything for us. Like, we're not going to do anything for you and not show up.
4: Honestly, no, I don't see that happening, but only because we don't have that many races. So we can't really like... Yeah,
3: I mean, no, I understand that point. It just, it feels almost like taking their crumbs. I mean, obviously you want to do races, but it's just yeah it's just I feel like ASO is sort of they they give out crumbs and then yeah. when people take them, they're like, see? Are there see, that was good. All the best riders. they're like all these big riders showed up, right? Like are there
2: any yeah. ASO races that that have a um a full mm-hmm. women's comp uh, component that that looks good, right? That, that that is an actual race? Like do they do it to Flanders or I guess Flesh. I Flesh is that it? Yeah. Um, And have they had success with that? Like, is the hope that eventually that then they're going to add it on and build off of that um, Mm. model?
4: I don't think so. I mean, like, I think that we, the women's Peloton is doing what they should be doing in reaction to like only having one. Stage of the Tour de France, and that's that they are like absolutely crushing it. Like it was crushing. Such it. a cool race to yeah. watch, and like I was on the edge of my seat till the very end. And I was like, Anna Van der Bregen's gonna win. Like Anna Van der Bregen, holy crap! And then it was like, oh my god, Anna Van der and she's coming back, and then she like won. What? It was cool. It was, it was so cool. i like, Cecilia, it Richard, was, very was off the front. I'm like Leah Thomas was off the front. And like, things are happening. And it was just like, oh my God, it was so epic. And it was just like, well, yeah. congratulations ladies. Like you made it. Like it was a show and if people and people got to see it and if that's yeah. like, if people are like, that was amazing. I want to watch nine more days of that. Like that. Exactly. Would
2: be, yeah. That's yeah. how you do it. Right. Like that's in my opinion, like you, you know, you take the crumbs and yeah. you do whatever you can to make it amazing. Mm-hmm. So then they're even shamed into it more. But the I think it was the interview after. Was that Ashley Moulman when she's like sitting on the ground mm-hmm. after the tour, That was, right? Cecilia uh, Utrecht was it? That Thank was you. amazing. That was an awesome yeah. interview. The she's Strivella incredible. Bigla team, yeah, it was it was great yeah. to see. But the um, and then there was additional. Marianne Voss just won the the um the Benel-
4: beanie ladies tour. Yeah, beanie's
2: ladies tour. I don't know if you guys saw who got second place though.
4: Oh God. She didn't get
2: 16. No, but she got second place. Do you know who got second place?
1: Lisa. Lisa Klein.
2: Klein. It was amazing. Just Ooh, a cry was wild. The goes well. When I was refreshing, Ooh, on...
1: interesting stock going up. Yeah, Let's see. Wow. <laughs> the
3: curse of the super rookie does not work yeah. on women's cycling. It's
1: the curse of the no. <laughs> the, I the, mean, the super rookie does not work
2: on anything named Klein. Apparently,
1: everything the Slow Ride podcast touches, it says Klein on it. Somehow, it turns to gold. Yeah, that's Thanks. right. Um, no, I'm sure she was very good before we heard of her, because we're <laughs> a little bit behind uh, on our women's side. Well, we cycle. are
3: definitely behind the curve.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, um, we've had a pretty full show. I think it's always great, as always, having you on the uh, the pod, Abby. Is there anything that um you need to, uh, uh, you want to add uh, to, to the excitement? I mean, you already blew my mind and our collective minds by riding with George Hincapie today.
3: Yeah, it's pretty. Nice. Uh, does he still do ride a BMC? You guys not check your
4: Instagram because I definitely sent you like stories uh, really? while it was happening.
3: No, we're not. Oh, okay, I'll get that. on the Instagram. I I, I uh, gotta show
2: a little guy how to log in.
3: I don't insta what. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. d- does he still ride a BMC or is he like an uh, X Pro and he rides Campy with a Thai bike now?
4: No, he rides a BMC. All Very right,
2: sweet BMC as well. Is it like the BMC that was in the Breakaway that had the integrated bottle cages? Did you see that thing what? that was all over mm-hmm. the?
4: The, no, but that thing was yeah, the white one. It looked really crazy. cool. So
2: the yeah. graphics
4: that BMC did,
2: they went with the very small lettering on the head tube, and it was on the um, the parallels, so like you could read it like you're reading a book. Yeah, it looked awesome. And then the way that the and I'm not one for plastic bikes, as you know. I'm over 35, and um, yeah, I yeah. like my titanium. Yeah. The, the 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 color combination of that BMC and the graphics of it were fantastic. It was probably <clears throat> the best looking um, bike in the the pro uh, ranks.
1: So- so Tim, um, real quick, speaking of BMC, what do you think? Uh, how do you think those bikes are going to look next year under Mark Cavendish on uh, Dimension Data? In pieces on the still ground.
4: Have a contract yeah. next year with them. Well,
1: probably. I think, yeah, he he's still got one more he's, year left in him. He's got to be locked down all twenty twenty at least. Yeah.
4: I mean, I love Cav. Like, I I, yeah. I, I think he's amazing.
2: I want Cavendish he, to win one more stage in the tour. I I would.
1: I would it go could nuts. happen, Tim. Like keep watching every day; it could still happen. <laughs> Man, did you, you guys know. talk
4: about all these crazy time cuts? No, we no, didn't. We haven't even talked about. We haven't that. talked about it. No, there's there's lot.
1: way too much happening in this tour, and silly season is just kind of like we're starting to edge into that yeah. a little bit. We're getting all kinds of rumors. I'm, Greipel gets fired by Lotto, maybe. Greipel that's, got fired. Um, well, they that's had not a,
4: a rumor. Th- they. Did a post about it. I they mean, are, yeah. They
2: fired <laughs> them. They fired Square Why? Yeah, because yeah, they,
3: they're
4: hiring Caleb
1: Ewan.
3: They're they're not they're not in love anymore. Lotto and Square yeah. Jaw. Wait, so, we
1: we knew we knew Caleb was not staying on mitchelton Scott so, once the tour started. So who's Mitchelton-Scott uh, going to
2: take? They're going to take uh, Greipel. They're just going to do a swap? swap. I hope so.
1: Could just be could be, be an even swap. I don't know.
2: I mean, Greipel's got to get a contract somewhere, right? Oh yeah, we got contract.
1: the. Uh, we got the Cervelo bikes going over to um, uh, God. Are, are they going to anybody? They're going to uh, Sunweb, and uh, the Giants are switching over to the new BMC team. I think I don't know. Yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, it's we all crazy. Can't keep
4: up with this. It's hard enough yeah. keeping up with transfer season. Ugh.
2: Oh man! All I want to know is it's bonkers. Is AG2R oh. still going to be riding factors?
4: Those bikes are they, so cool. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
2: the, the, the baby Probably. blue is pretty awesome.
4: Yeah
1: probably but uh, the the other piece of silly season I'll I'll, I'll leave you with is a uh, quick step announcing another co-sponsor oh God. is is a beer sponsor mm. um, So I guess it's Mays alcohol maes uh, some sort of um, European beer but uh, the logo on their jersey is going to be the alcohol free version. Oh, sweet. I am
4: super excited to see the posts that the Wolfpack does with that sponsor because have you seen the posts that they do with their bed (laughs) sponsor?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. good. Like the the annual Quick Step pillow fight advertisements were always my favorite. Um, I know the the Bora Hands Grow uh, shower advertisements were trying to take like take that to the next level but i the, the pillow yeah. fight and bed sleeping of um quickstep yeah. get stuff i wonder
4: if those shower the sagan shower advertisements are more popular now that he's single
1: have to be i bet the youtube hits are going through the roof <laughs> okay real quick
2: what's up with <laughs> announcing that you're getting a divorce in the middle of the tour de france is that a little weird like to put the whole thing on yes. blast like that's, that's ridiculous weird. yeah i know yeah. you're the king of slovenia
1: right yeah
2: okay yeah he's the king you're pretty right pretty much yeah slovakia slovakia sorry thank you
1: well he's from slovakia but he's the king of slovenia it's <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. right i'm
2: embarrassed but whatever <laughs> i'm known for my facts here's the question though it seemed a little weird to go full blast that you're getting a divorce and completely inappropriate but i don't know i'm not Well you know what they always drop big
4: bombs during the tour, you know. That's like where that all the media's eyes are on cycling. That's when they always
2: it's silly season. Let's talk about how my marriage is not working out, right? Like that seems so weird.
3: (laughs) It does seem weird.
1: It, I think he probably, like any classic news dump, you know, you do it during the busiest time of uh, of the year, yeah, so he's to he bury just it, goes baby. under the bridge real quick he, and it's gone. Or he's kind of yeah. trying
2: to bury the fact that he doesn't know who Matthew Vanderpol is, who just won the um, national ah, mountain yeah. bike championships, so and now he owns all three, following in the steps of PFP.
4: He uh, the funniest, well, not the funniest part about him dropping the bomb that he was getting in force in the middle of the tour, but. The next day after he like posted about it, every single announcer on the TV, it was like, and even though he's going through a divorce. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, so weird.
4: And but yeah. on a, on a good n- note, mm-hmm. because in okay. case we're about to end the podcast, I want to leave it on this. Uh, as of, I can't remember if it's 2019 or 2020, I'm pretty sure 2020. As of 2020, all women's world tour teams are required a minimum wage. Yes. Oh yeah, that's, yeah I that's awesome. that I
3: did see that. That
2: is pretty awesome.
3: Did, so
4: there are steps being taken in the right direction.
2: Is the livable wage? That's the
4: question. Uh, they haven't actually said how much <laughs> it is.
2: All right. All now, right. is it also? Um, it's only teams that are at a certain level, which then are they guaranteed entry into the women's world tour races? Is that like going to be the mechanism to enforce this?
4: I think by making the minimum wage, they're actually going to have a tiered system for the teams instead of uci or not uci they're gonna have a minimum like they're gonna have a women's world tour okay. in which like you are a world tour team and by being a world tour team you have to be able to pay a minimum wage to all of your riders
2: why not take it one step further and if they're going to reduce they're talking about reducing the amount of world tour licenses that That's, are in what is the, the UCI. point of that okay they're, they're saying they're going to reduce by three teams the women the the men's world tour teams right so now all of a sudden How many you got, do they have right now i think there's 18 okay yeah so let's say it goes down to 15 you got a lot of sponsors that want that license what better way than to leverage that into you need to have a women's team that's if you want the the men's world tour license you then Mm -hmm. gotta financially support a women's world tour team at x level right like it's a commodity you want into the tour guaranteed in well then you better have a women's team with the full support
4: i mean that would be like a pretty good way to bring fans over to the women's side or over to the men's side. Like you make it kind of like a, you're a fan of team Sunweb, which yeah. means you follow the women and the men yeah. and yeah. you get double the fun and like more, you know, women look better in spandex. Well, we have
2: so many, um, well the teams are starting to do this right trek segafredo yeah you have uh movistar sunweb we talked about it last week i mean it it, there's more coming and let's start it'd be cool if they start leveraging it in um but yes it's very good news and i'm happy that you didn't let that uh pass that there is the um yeah it does minimum wage
3: it does seem like it's naturally starting to do that yeah yeah Yeah. but it just makes sense i mean women ride bikes
2: This was one hell of a podcast spectacular, almost as awesome as the 70 minute stage. We're going to be watching on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to
3: short a stage shorter than this episode.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But we'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Make sure you leave us a review on uh, Apple iTunes. And then also you can um, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the slow ride pod uh the instagram is very important to us right now we log in all the time obviously uh abby's been sending over some uh george Hincappy videos it's been great and um email us at the slow at gmail.com and finally we'd like to thank bk1 of rhyme Series entertainment this is tim in minneapolis minnesota
3: this is matt also in minneapolis minnesota
1: this is spencer in boston massachusetts and abby in
4: aspen colorado the slow ride podcast likes advice and
0: rumors straight from the source the slowridepodcast.com and on twitter at the
2: The best part is guys, we don't even need to like give away the gratuitous George Hencappy mention because this is a record. Yeah. So so good.
3: Good work, Abby.
4: Yeah, I got a picture with him, but I was too excited and I can't it just is a really bad photo.